Welcome to episode number 78 of the Active Geek Podcast, where Chuck and I are taking a trip to Cybertron and we are talking about Transformers. That's right, Robots in Disguise, the 1984 toy line that spawned from the Japanese television show, which then brought to you a 1984 animated movie, several TV series, including Beast Wars, and then came up to the live action release in 2007 of Transformers starring Shia LaBeouf. Josh Dumel, Tyrese Gibson, so many other great actors. And then there was Megan Fox was also in there. And Shia LaBeouf took the Transformers universe into three movies all the way up until 2011. And then passed the torch over to Mark Wahlberg, who did Age of Extinction. And now is going to be preparing for the release of the next installment of the Transformers franchise, The Last Night, starring Isabella Monier, Mark Wahlberg, Sir Anthony Hopkins, Josh Dumel, Stanley Tucci, Ken Watanabe. Uh, Tyrese Gibson and so many other great actors and actresses Chuck and I also talk about our feelings on Shia LaBeouf's Transformers versus Mark Wahlberg's Transformers I want Shia LaBeouf to cameo in this Transformers but I doubt it and at the end of the episode I I had come up with a really awesome crossover between Transformers and another really successful uh, movie franchise so without any further ado this is episode number 78 of the Active Geek podcast entitled Transformers You wait it for it, and we are here to reward you. This is the Active Geek Podcast, your home for one hour and some random amount of minutes of pure, unadulterated, ridiculous behavior from two men in their 30s. My name is Jim DeLulo. I am your host, and I am joined, as always, by the puppeteer of podcasting, Chuck Miller. Now, Chuck, you know you know me. I like to give you these ridiculous titles, yes. these useless titles for the podcast, but for my enjoyment, and I'm still going strong on P's. That's the letter I focused on the first time. Maybe F's are in the next one, or, or AC's. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but Chuck, do you know why I gave you the puppeteer today? It wasn't completely random. Normally they're random. This one was a little random, but um, I am watching, cur- not currently, but I have been viewing a documentary called I Am Big Bird, The Carol Spinney Story. Hmm. So... It's on Amazon. It's really good. So we, we saw Carol Spinney. Is two, Spiny? Spinney. Really? I thought it was Spiny. We called him Spiny, but I'm watching his authorized biography where he's saying Spinny. Okay. Um, so we saw him two years ago at the Greater Philadelphia Comic Con. Um, he was lonely. For sure he's by himself. Um, but after watching this documentary, I've gained so much more respect for the man. Um, he, I didn't know he did Oscar to Grouch. Really? That's his other claim to fame. But, like, he was best friends with Jim, um, Jim Henson. So, if you like puppeteers and you... You don't have to like Sesame Street, but if you want to see the story of how Big Bird formed and how the it's an 83-year-old man in that costume skating around still, um, I would definitely give that uh, a watch. I think uh, you can't watch it with children, though. Really? Yeah, there's some, um, there's some B-roll footage of, like... There's a shit and a fuck in it. You know what I mean? When uh, they, they messed up their lines and the director's like, are you shitting me? Or, and Carol's like, you're fucking pissing me off. Like it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, 
It's, it, I'm showing it to my clients. You hear him as Big Bird saying your y- fucking yeah. me And like... Is he doing a Big Bird, Bird, Big Bird voice? Uh, that's his voice. Like, the is big really? The Big Bird voice is his voice. Like, they're one and the same. Like, it, there's a, a scene, and this doesn't give it away, but there's a scene where... Not a scene, but there's a part. So, they're at a... They're doing, like, a live event, and they're at a high school or a college, and they put the the Big Bird suit in the storage room, and they had the ROTC students watch the suit as they went and got lunch. So as they're eating lunch on the bench, in the quad, or wherever they're at, they see these ROTC students with yellow feathers in their cap. They go back, and he had a breakdown, like, was crying. Like, he, he in, the, in the documentary, he said, it was like seeing your child beaten and raped. Because they took so many, like a whole side of Big Bird suit was naked, and they said it cost like four thousand dollars to refeather that side. Why would you do? That? And this was like in the seventies. This was before Catch That Follow That Bird. This was really when it was taking off. They were they were focused. They focused on um, when Jim Henson died too. That's where I paused it because it, we're taking it week by week with my uh, my clients. But that's neither here nor there. Next question I want to ask you: What kind of car do you drive? I know, but for our audience, let's uh, let's get into that. I drive a 2015 Honda Civic. What are you listening to in that car on any given day? Everything from Michael Jackson to Ray the, Charles to Metallica. And to the Frozen soundtrack. It is on my iPod. Okay, so... But not for me. So, don't lie. Don't, don't skirt. Don't skirt that question. You, you listen to Let It Go when you leave not work. Right. When you leave work, you scream it out the window. For me... Uh, you know, when I drive, I drive a Hummer. Yeah. Uh, I'm lying. Um, Chevy Trailblazer. And currently, you know, I, I listen to an eclectic amount of music. And currently what I'm listening to is um, completely different from what you're listening to. I'm listening to classical music. Oh. WRTI. It's like channel 90.1. And it's all classical all the time. I listen to like... Chopin, Gershwin. Like that, and like the Bulgarian orchestra, in like a Prague orchestra. I was jamming yesterday, and I just get lost this. So that's what I'm doing. So the reason why I asked you that question is imagine we're driving down the road, yeah. right? You're listening to your Metallica, I'm listening to Brahms, as I like to call them, like, we're, like I'm drinking tea and being... Bro Brahms? My, my bro Brahms, um, and my bro Bach, and my bro Beethoven. The three Bs are just chilling. Imagine us driving down the road. I'll, I'll be in front of you, leading the way. You, you're driving on the short side, the shoulder, because you're reckless. You're like a renegade. So you we're driving, and as we're driving, the station changes by itself. And you're like, oh, you know, it goes to the Geek Culture Cast Network, where we can hear ep- episodes of the Active Geek Podcast... It goes to Legends of the Panel podcast, where they're recapping Wonder Woman, and it goes to Warp My Tars podcast, where they're talking about Curse of the Dragon Slayer, and, and you know, it, it, they, it goes to great podcasts, right? And you're like, okay, I can deal with that. It's my, that's my shit right there. You keep driving, and then the horn starts beeping, and then passenger airbag goes on, and then the doors start opening, and then you find yourself in a Transformer, Chuck. <laughs> Your car was a robot in disguise... More than meets the eye, Transformer. And that's what we're talking about today. Yes, we are. We're talking about the Transformers because the fifth adaptation and fifth installment into the Hasbro Transformers universe 
is about to go into theaters. But in true Active Geek fashion, it wouldn't be us if we didn't pay homage, homage, or homage <laughs> to the original Transformers. I say homage. I you say homage. homage. You say homage. After edi- after editing seventy eight episodes of this podcast, I know you say homage. Really? Yeah, you don't say homage. I definitely. You don't. You don't. You don't stress that. But um, you're a homage. I'm a homage. It's like Hobbit and Hobbit. So we're going to. Who's this Hobbit? Who knows? I don't know. I'm just trying to make it seem relevant that we say two <laughs> different words. Um, so we're going to go back in time, and we're going to focus on the beginning of the Transformers, yeah. 1984 is when Transformers became a thing. And the, the cool thing about Transformers, I was really into Transformers as a kid because it was already established. After doing some research and, and whatnot, I didn't know that there were ten total movies between animated and live action. I didn't know there were that many. There's five live action with the fifth coming out. Yeah. And then there's five animated. I just know Transformers the movie in 1984. I'm thinking they were VHS rentals, like straight to VHS, uh, maybe TV movies back then. Um, but I was absolutely a fan of, of the Transformers. I mean, what young boy doesn't want to have toys that are Hot Wheels and robots all put together? You know what I mean? When when I was a kid, like my favorite car was a Corvette or like a Mustang. And I could get these cars and transform them or, or ships or planes, I can transform them into jets. Yeah, I can transform them into robots, and I can have them fight. Now we're watching Transformers nineteen eighty four movie. Yeah, some of these Transformers are just straight up TVs. No little boy wants to transform their TV into a robot because that robot's a bitch, and that robot's gonna die. <laughs> so as as a, as you were a kid, I know I was born three years after the the beginning of Transformers, and you were before Transformers. As a kid growing up before Transformers and then growing into Transformers, were you a fan? I mean, I did watch them. I wasn't a huge super fan of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did watch them. Like, I mean, I was a little young when the movie came out. I was mm-hmm. only two when uh, Transformers movie came out. But the cartoon lasted to 87. So yeah. I was... And the reruns, and like, I, I watched it, but it wasn't like... It wasn't like a staple for me. I mean, the, the cartoon, 98 episodes. The, but the thing, I mean, you said it, it lasted until 87. That's when I was born. So the show, all I knew about Transformers were toys, for the most part, until, you know, I would have, like, old VHS copies of recorded episodes of Transformers. I don't know why my dad recorded it. Maybe he enjoyed Optimus Prime. Maybe he was a big Orson Welles fan. I don't know. But all I had going on it was toys, like hand-me-down toys and stuff of that nature. I didn't know also when we're going into it how long lasting it would have been. You know, it went from '84 to current, and it still has plans into 2018 with a spinoff movie. But there were 22 series between Transformers, GoBots, and Beast Wars. Yeah, I know there's a lot. 22. When the when in 2007 when the uh, the Shia LaBeouf movie came out, I really thought that that was the the first Transformers anything to come out. Who the fuck would have known that it was still going on from during the 90s into the early 2000s and currently? I didn't know that. And, like, I understand Transformers is huge in Japan, and I thought it was all Japanese, like, series. It's not. A lot of it was American, which is really well, cool. you know, <clears throat> they started off 
Japanese. Oh, absolutely. As do most of the stuff that we enjoy. And um, they were in the lines of Diaclone and Microman. Okay. And then... Has... Microman sounds like the only hero I wouldn't want to save me. <laughs> who, who? Fear not, young citizen. Microman is here. This tiny so, little man's going to try so and save they me. Were, they I'm were, six foot five, Chuck. Were, do you think Microman's going to save me? Mm, so they, they were essentially um, exactly like we've seen them mm-hmm. and see them. But they were just called different. Yeah. But Hasbro was like, oh, let's jump on board. They actually bought the right stone, like the toy molds. I wonder what they bought, like what the amount was that they bought. Like This is, this is probably late 70s, early 80s. They probably like 40 bucks. Yeah, they were originally produced by the Takara Tomy toy company. Okay. And then what Hasbro did, they bought the molds. You can get that name right, but you can't get Vanessa Hudgens' name right. I might not be saying it right. I'm, you, I'm pretty sure you got it right. <laughs> Asian culture, man. You are immersed. Um, and they rebranded them as Transformers. Uh, Much better. Hasbro would end up buying the entire toy line mm-hmm. and branding rights. And... Um, in exchange, uh, the Takara Tomy was giving rights to produce the Transformers. Okay. In Japan. Okay. So it's an know, even it, trade. Yeah. So. Um, no, it's not an even trade at all because American kids buy the shit out of toys. Yeah. And they probably buy more toys than watch cartoon series. So I think Japan got screwed on that deal, but they seem to bounce back. They seem to be doing all right over there. Yeah. So, you know, it all started off in the Japanese, but, like, I don't know. Like, like I said, I, I was a fan, but I wasn't, like, a super fan. Now, we're going to go right into what, what type of fans we were. Were you a fan that watched the show, or were you a fan that collected the toys, or were you a happy medium in between the two? I probably watched the show more. Okay. I mean, I had a couple toys. Mm-hmm. But I was more into, like, Ninja Turtles, wrestling action figures, uh, superheroes. You know, I'm the same. I'm the opposite, actually. I am more of a toy collector than a TV watcher. So I had a ton of Transformers toys. And I fought them against my Ninja Turtles, my He-Mans, my G.I. Joes, Thundercats, my Marvel Select Heroes, those guys. I feel like Hasbro... Had an opportunity in the eighties. You know, you had movie, you had movies like Roger Rabbit, right? That came out where brands were molten, were mi- mingling, right? All these wonderful brands were were mingling. You could see all all your favorites, and we don't get that now. No. The closest we got to that was what Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like Hasbro dropped the ball where they could have had Transformers, Ninja Turtles crossover. They could have had Transformers and. Masters of the uni- uh, Universe, or I was going to say uni- Unicorns. Imagine He-Man riding in with that page boy haircut, a leotard on a whole unicorn. Oh, <laughs> God, if it was called Masters of the Unicorns, that, the, whole, the whole spectrum of my fandom would have been shifted. <laughs> um, but they, they could they could have done so many things with Transformers to make it much more of a household name and be up there with the... The Ninja Turtles. Because I feel like it's Ninja Turtles are top tier as far as 80s toys. And then Transformers and G.I. Joes and the whole Hasbro line is the B grade. And then I would think like Thundercats and Masters of the Universe are like a C grade because they really haven't. They dropped the ball with both of those franchises. They're both epic franchises that really could 
succeed now, given the the strength of what Marvel's doing and DC's finally doing with Wonder Woman and Star Wars is back and Star Trek is back. Well, it's it's time, and I know they have plans for this, but they should they should already been in development. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be so hard to find a director to take on Masters of the Universe. I mean, they're actively doing it, and I've seen, like, scripts. Not scripts. I've seen that. They said they have a script. What, are you testing for roles? <laughs> yeah. Are you man-at-arms? Um, but they did, uh, and I've seen, like, uh, concept art okay. and stuff. So, And it looks cool. And they have, like, a more grittier version than the Masters of the Universe we got with Dolph Yeah, Lundgren. that was awful. But <laughs> That's like, my guilty pleasure. Oh, I mean, well, like, yeah, I, I want, listen... The reason why I've talked about Masters of the Universe so much in most of these episodes is that I'm dying for a He-Man episode. I I grew up more on He-Man and Ninja Turtles than I did on anything else. Yeah, I, I wasn't a huge He-Man fan. Oh, I was a big old He-Man fan. I think it's because my dad enjoyed He-Man. And, you know, I got a half-brother. My dad and him, they bonded over He-Man. He's several years older than me. So he, you know, I got all his toys. You know, I got Scareglow and Teela... And, you know, Orko and all those wonderful, creepy-looking characters. Um, but I, I really want a He-Man movie. I think what they're doing, and we're sidetracking on He-Man, but I feel like they're just waiting for Thor to be over so they can get Chris Hemsworth to play He-Man. Right? It, it, it's a fair thought, because... Volume. he He's absolutely... He looks like He-Man. Um, and I feel like... They just have their eyes set on him. Like, that's what the they The only want. thing that I could see him is not want to be pigeonholed. Oh, absolutely. And but his other movies aren't really being successful. That whale movie that he did, did you see it? Heart of the Sea? Yeah, no. exactly. Did you see Rush? Yes. Okay. I didn't. Desire. Exactly. You know, he, he was, he was a, a funny point in Go Ghostbusters. But that's pretty much... And he was a funny point in Vacation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he just released a, a, a video. Did you see? With the... the I've seen... Oh, dude. Like, I didn't watch it. It was hilarious. He walks in on the Russos, like, forming a scene from Infinity Wars. And Thor's not in it. And he's just... He's just talking shit on the action figures. And he takes Mjolnir and just starts smashing the action figures and, like, kicking them away. And he walks away. He's like, I don't like any of these guys except for you. You're my buddy. And he grabs Hulk and just walks away. And I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he's like fuck you, Russos. Like it's great. Like he, I want him as He Man, but I can see why where you're at as far as as long as I don't get Kellen Lutz as He Man. I was gonna say that because people were like, oh, Kellen Lutz would be great. Kellen Lutz and McGee. Like that was the the pairing. I don't want that. I don't want Channing Tatum as uh, He Man either. I'd rather have Meatloaf as He Man than Channing Tatum. (laughs) All right, so Meatloaf. Yeah, come on, man. So I was more of a toy collector yeah. than the, the television show, and mainly because it wasn't out when I was uh, my formable years of watching television. You know what I mean? It wasn't out. Um, but I did have some cool things growing up that a lot of people forget. Transformers was with Marvel Comics. It had, yes. I had a few issues of the Transformer Marvel Comics. Do you still have them? Uh, they're probably at my parents' house, and if they are, they're probably just dry rotted and like... Covered in mouse droppings, maybe. I don't know. They're in a shed or an attic. But I have... I had a few of them. Now they're with IDW. Um, and I looked at our favorite comic book store, Crossroads. And I don't think I could find them. And they do have IDW. Maybe I didn't look hard enough. Or maybe it was one of those, like, Funko Pop covers that 
I'm kind of dismissing because why is Funko in everything? Yeah. Um, but I had a few of those. And then, you know, I had a bunch of the toys. So the television show was there in, like, the straight to the, the video series. You know, when remember when we were kids, you get, like, the, the cassette tapes? Or not, like, VHS cassettes? Yeah. And it was, like, Transformers, the best episodes. Like, I would have those. But I wouldn't have, like, they didn't do seasons on VHS. No, God, was... that would be, like, 30 VHSs of the 98 episodes. Right? That's crazy. All right, let's move on. What is it about Transformers that you think makes people so so drawn to it? My thought is that they're cars transforming into flying robots. Um, and they're boom boxes that transform into robots. And they're computers and they're guns. And they're, they're just household items that you have that, maybe not guns, but could transform. And with your imagination, as a kid, you could be driving your car and just be on a long road trip or going to Sunday school, or doing something, and you're like, I wish this car would transform, and get me the hell out of this situation. I wish this car would fight that Mack truck in front of us. You know what I mean? That's what was really appealing to me. And plus, they had a variety of characters. It wasn't like they were hurting for characters. You know what I mean? Transformers, from what I was reading, had 179 unique characters. So that's anything from a, I don't know, a hairdryer to a freightliner. So they weren't like, oh my god, if Transformers, the series, came out now, as opposed to 84, there'd be millions. Like, imagine iPad transforming, or, you know, anything. This microphone transforming, you know, your phone transforming, your Fitbit turning into a Transformer. Yeah, we're connected to everything. This couch transforming, this would be a soft-ass Transformer. But I think that's really what was so appealing to it, is because they gave you basic things, Cars, trucks, guns, stuff like that. And let your imagination run wild with it. And also, they threw them on a whole nother planet. Yeah. And said, this is where Cybertron is. And first, that's a planet that I want to live on because it's got a badass name. Cybertron? Yeah, it kind of sounds like Charles. No, it does not sound like Charles Tron at all. It sounds awful. Charles Tron sounds like a planet where they all do bad dancing. Like the Charleston. That's your, your planetary dance. But... They, they throw you onto this awesome planet where everything's transforming. And they just say, kids have at it. Like, let your imagination run wild. So w- what do you think? Are you with me? Or are there any things that I said that you disagree with? Or are there any things that you wanted to add? I'm totally with you. I mean, you kind of hit all the points that I wanted to hit. Yes. So, and then, because like with the toys, think about it. Like, yeah, two toys in one. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, you know, if you had your matchbox cars, okay, it's a car. So, you know, and I did this with my Transformers. Like, a lot of times I would use them just as cars. Yeah. Or trucks and stuff. You know what I mean? Because it was like, oh, this guy. But then, boom, you got a robot. Yeah, because you had, I mean, you had matchbox cars that were pretty much basic colors. Yeah. Transformers were throwing hot pink, lime green, purples, yellows, oranges. It looked like Skittles in car form. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I used my Transformers toys to destroy my Matchbox toys and, like, talk shit to them. Like, you can't transform, but I can. Blah, blah, blah. I'm Optimus Prime. So and they're, my tailpipe. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I was, like, six, dude. I didn't know what <laughs> sucking anything was about. Um, so I, I would think that. You know, and plus dinosaurs. Come on, man. Yeah. They included dinosaurs, and later they included the beasts, the animals. And we'll get into 
Beast Wars in, in a few minutes. But like I said, you have 179 characters. You can do whatever you want. And if you were like me as a kid, collecting toys was a big thing. Like I wanted them all. Like I would use my allowance to buy stuff if I got an allowance. Every Christmas it would be like, I want these Ninja Turtles toys. I had from, and I, like I wasn't spoiled or anything. This was just like hard work and, you know, just finding stuff at like hand-me-downs places. I had every Ninja Turtle toy that was released in America from the 80s to the late 90s. Um, and now half of them, you've seen a few of yeah. them. I have a good amount of them. Half of them do not have legs, arms, weapons, anything. Um, because I would throw them against trees to be a rebellious kid, I guess. Um, and then I would switch, uh, like, Bebop's legs would go on Splinter's head. So, I mean, stuff like that. Who was your favorite Transformer as a kid? I, I, I'm curious. When I was typing up questions and researching, like, where you would go, like, I was like, oh, who, who's Chuck going to go with? I was really curious because I want to see if we have any of the... The same. I'm sure we'll have like one or two of the same. But so we're doing our top. Let's no, no. Let's go with your favorite. So who was your favorite Transformer as a child? Honestly, yeah, Megatron. Okay, the only one who really doesn't turn into a car. Nope. You know, and I think a lot of people forget that he is a gun. Yeah. Megatron is just a a gun, and I mean in 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 later iterations and different phases and generations, he turns into like a Cybertronic truck or a car or a police truck, something like that. But he's a gun. He was a Walther P-38. That's right. And honestly, <laughs> the reason I liked it is because the gun reminded me of Han Solo's gun. Oh, speaking of Han Solo, remind me after this episode, and this is has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I saw this tattoo on Instagram. A guy did a mashup, a side-by-side, Han Solo indie in Ooh. one. Dude, it was sick. Looked like Harrison Ford. It's right up my the only, Yeah, I know. I wanted to screenshot it and text you, but I forgot. But, like, it's got half the hat, half the hair. It, it's legit. Like, it's really legit. I thought of you as soon as I saw it. Um, so, Megatron. All right. Yeah, because the gun, like, I would pretend I'm on solo. Yeah. So, I remember having the gun. It's very fitting for the shirt that you're wearing today as well. Yeah. A lovely purple Star, Star Wars shirt. Yes. Um... But, uh, so I like Meg, and I've always gravitated to bad guys. I'm shocked, with gravitating, I'm shocked you didn't go to, like, Galvatron. My favorite, who do you think my favorite was? Optimus. No. No? No, it wasn't. Um, and I, I did like Optimus Prime, and I'll tell you why when we get to our, our top five Transformers. My favorite was Starscream. Okay. And I hate the voice, and I was criticizing the voice because it's so whiny and kind of, like, nerdish. But he's a he's the second in command of you know of the Decepticons, and he's a fucking Cybertronic jet. Yeah. You know, so he's not an American jet. He's not an Earth jet. He is a Cybertronic jet. So he means that is the best, badass, most badass jet in the universe. Not the world, the universe. So he was my favorite. We'll go to the top five, and obviously my top five starts with the Cybertronic fighter jet itself. Starscream. He was also in Generation One. He was um, he was a jet as the F fifteen Eagle. Now I'll explain my list after I get to the bottom of it, and you'll you'll see how it culminates. But Megatron was my number two. Obviously, we already know what he was. He was the gun. Optimus Prime was my third, and he was a Kenworth K one hundred cab over truck. 
as we all know from the movies, they kind of kept him um, pure. They did change it a little bit. Yeah, but they had the flames and, and well, stuff like they, that. That was a uh, his truck had a cab on it, mm-hmm. and this one, and then the movies did not. Yeah, well, he was he a cab. Peterbilt. Yeah, he was a cab over truck, and I understand why he did that. So that's my my second one or my third one. Sorry, my fourth one, Grimlock. I love I love dinosaurs in general. And my fifth one. I, sh- I struggled um, to find a fifth one between Soundwave and who made my fifth, which was Bumblebee. Um, and we all know Bumblebee. Um, he's a Chevy Camaro, and sometimes he was a Pontiac Firebird. And they were two badass cars in the 80s um, and earlier, man. The Camaro is a popular car now. Pretty sure Pontiac's not he around. He was not a Camaro back in the 80s. Well, he was a Cybertronic car and a Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah. And a little known fact, Chuck, growing up, I wanted a Beetle. You I, still have one. I didn't realize I was going to be this tall. So... You would not fit. I would not fit a Beetle. Nor would I fit in like a PT Cruiser or a Mini. So that's why I drive a, a SUV. A sub, if you will. Um, the reason why I picked these ones, and I'll, I'll just be brief. Um, one, my grandfather was in the Air Force, so I grew up around planes. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, you see somebody like Starscream at the top and Soundwave being an honorable mention. Right? Both jets. And two... My whole life, my dad was a truck driver, and it was like, really, it was something special when he would bring the big truck over, like, to my house when I'd be, like, at, like during, my, my mom ran a daycare when I was a kid, um, to, like, show off in front of the other kids, but then he would let me ride in the cab with him, and we would drive and drop it off at the yard and then pick up his, uh, his pickup truck, so that's why Optimus was on there. Bumblebee, I don't know how the hell he made my list, other than, you know, I liked Beatles, but you think of these names like Megatron, Starscream, Soundwave, Optimus Prime, Bumblebee. Yeah. And he's the most popular Transformer out there now. He's got the worst name. He's getting uh, his own movie. He's almost got the worst name. Jazz is probably the worst name. Who's gonna, who wants a car named Jazz? Barricade is a cool name. Barricade, Roadblock, The Hound. Like These are all great fucking names. Gridlock. Ironhide, like these are cool names. Bumblebee. Now, I, when Transformers came out, I purposely fucked up his name and kept calling him Rumblebee. Because I think that's better. Rumblebee. Right? Yeah. It's so much better. Even his knockoff in, what was it, Transformers uh, 3? Dark of the Moon? Stinger? Dark of the Moon. Was Stinger in that one, or was that in Transformers Age of Extinction? It was like the red Murcielago. Uh, I'm not, I don't remember. I think it... They all bleed together. But even Stinger had a better name than Bumblebee. Yeah. So for here on out, Rumblebee is what he's being called. Do, do we have any on the same top five besides Megatron? Four. Okay. Was Starscream not on yours? I'll get to my... All right, let's hear it. Come on, cure I'm happy now. All right. So, Megatron. Okay, obviously. I, obviously, because I... Until he's a kid. Optimus Prime. Now, my list, too, has yours more sentimental value. Yeah. Mine, mine's not. My dad wasn't a... No one I knew was a truck driver. Yeah. No. I mean, my grandfather was in the Air Force. Yeah. He wasn't a pilot or anything. Anyway. Um, so, Optimus Prime. Okay. Because, you know, he's a leader of Decepticons, leader of and the he, Autobots. He was, he was right in the front. Like, yeah. he's the forefather of the Autobots. Uh, Grimlock. 
Grimlock. Lo- Dude, he's so awesome. Because who doesn't love a dinosaur? Especially like a T-Rex. Who doesn't love that? a robot dinosaur? Uh, it, I, if I find one, I'm going to punch him in the face. Yeah. That's what I think. Uh, Starscream. Oh, nice. Okay, so Bumblebee didn't make your list. And I'll talk about that. Ooh, is Barricade on your list? Nope. It's Jazz. I knew. Fucking Jazz. No. <laughs> um, Starscream, because it was a jet. Mm-hmm. It was cool. Soundwave. Oh, my aunt, my, we would have had the same five. When you said wow. between Bumblebee, and we, I don't think we've ever had the same we we might have. It might have been like a, a Spider Man costume that we like the most, but Jesus, Transformers, something that we don't even really talk about. Because it's probably one of the most ridiculous ones. It was a cassette player. Yeah. Now and really like was. my nephews really really love Transformers and I bought him all the the live action movies. Yeah. Uh for Christmas. If I played that for him, he would have no idea what the hell a cassette player was. Yeah, well I mean Soundscream or Soundwave now is is a jet. Yeah. Which yeah. they really they really beefed him up. Yeah. <laughs> like but, I can see him as like a DVD player. But I was I and I remember having the Soundwave toy. Yeah, I and, did too. Uh, the reason I didn't pick Bumblebee cuz I don't like him. Because especially like he, he's cool now. Yeah. But, that's really But back then he was a freaking VW. I feel like that's why I picked him. It's because he's cool now. See, I went more 80s. 80s and what I thought yeah. when I was a kid. Well, I have Transformers fresh in my mind. One, because I researched the shit out of it. And and two, because the movie's coming up. So, yeah. you see the previews for the movies, and there's a yellow Camaro in every scene. He's either getting his arms ripped off, he's getting stabbed. It's he, he's in, he is more popular now than Optimus Prime will ever be. If we did now, mm-hmm. my list would change. Yeah, probably it. It would have been what, um, barricade the hound. The, the hound definitely because of John Goodman, John Goodman. Uh, Megatron, Optimus Prime, Bumblebee. Not only John Goodman, like his beard was like. Oh yeah, it was like bike chains. Yeah. Uh, yeah, barricade would or not barricade. Um, the hound would definitely make. My, he no, the hound was in the eighties Transformers, but he wasn't as cool as no. John Johnny Goods. All right, so we're going to move from our favorite Transformers, and we're going to go to a subset of Transformers. Did you ever get into Beast Wars in the 90s? No. Okay, so this is just going to be me talking. Because I'll, t- I'll tell you why, because I knew about it. Yeah. But um, the TV show aired in 96. Yeah. I kind of phased out by then. So it was like Power Rangers, our, uh, our archived episode. Well, <laughs> I forgot about this. Well... With the Power Rangers, I did my, like, my sisters watched it, too. Yeah. So even though I, I, it was still around, mm-hmm. my sister didn't watch it. Yeah, I mean... So when Beast pa- Wars came out, like... I can't I, see Beast Wars being a, a young girl's go-to. Because I was, I was 14 going on 15 yeah. when Beast Wars came out. So, you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't kind of into that at the time. Dude, I was nine years old when that came out, oh, so... Oh, you're prime. Oh, my God. I'm just gonna read you Prime. off. Prime. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm gonna read you some of my uh, some of my favorites. I've loved animals since I was a small lad, and you've talked about it. And I'm a big lad now, and it's I'm gonna continue because we're talking Beast Wars, um, and even like I was telling my clients yesterday, like I go to zoos any chance I can, mm-hmm. and I'm convincing Chelsea to go to a zoo in Ireland. It's gonna happen. Just just what I want to do when I go to Ireland. Oh yeah, it's a double. Um, 
believe me, this is the first thing I've researched on any vacation of how close the zoo is to it. Everyone, when they go to Ireland, are looking up, like, the Blarney, pubs and Blarney stuff. And well, stuff. I have that, too. I'm going to the, the Shire, the, the Hobbit Bar in, in Ireland, and I might actually drink there. Who knows? I'll give you my favorite Beast Wars because I don't want to alienate you because you weren't a big fan, but I'm just going to read you these names and the animals that they coincided with, okay? Now, Beast Wars had more than 179 characters. I couldn't tell you one character. Dude, they, they had animals from a pill bug, a tiny little pill bug, to a silverback gorilla. And that silverback gorilla's name was Optimus Primal. <laughs> That's a great-ass name, right? That's a good name. That's a strong name. Optimus Primal. Silverback Gorilla. Then there was Dinobot. He didn't really get a good name. He was a raptor. He was a velociraptor. Megatron was a T-Rex. So they didn't really get creative with that. So either. let me ask you this, because yeah. I really don't know. It was a crossover. So did like Optimus Prime turn into a gorilla? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you have Depth Charge, who was a manta ray. Okay, I was I, thinking something with the sea. I had this toy, and it was epic. His tail came off as a sword. Well, oh, it was awesome. Um, then you have Tiger Hawk, who was a was not half tiger, half hawk. It was half white tiger, half peregrine falcon. Okay. Fastest bird, fastest animal alive. Did you know that? Peregrine falcon? Yes. Can die bomb at speeds of 200 miles per hour. Um, and then Silverbot, which was a gray wolf and a golden eagle. Okay. Which, again, those two are just badass hybrids, but like I'm saying, pill bug, a tiny little bug, to a whale, to a, a T-Rex, to sharks, stuff like that, they, that was something, that, as, a, as a nine-year-old youth, I'm like, oh, I can transform my cars, and I can transform my cat, and my dog, oh, I was, man, I had a dog named Jesse, I was like, Jesse, turn into a Dinobot, turn into a Transformer, like, it was, it was rough, I had all the toys, too, one of the other ones I had was like a rat, it was a rat, like a translucent Would tail. Would you like to see that? Live action? Beast Wars? Probably. I think it could work. Listen, some of the shows I watched when I was a kid, like Animorphs. Remember Animorphs? I read every book, and I watched every episode of that show. I could totally see Animorphs coming back. One of my favorite shows growing up as a kid was Wishbone. The Dog Detective. So, I could see everything with Animorphs. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider was my shit. Ghost Rider, uh, The Adventures of Alex Mack. Remember that show? On Nickelodeon, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh my god. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Yes. Uh, we, you know, we should do a 90s. You know that's coming back? Yeah, with um, yeah. C- Caitlin Mc... No, who is it? Gina Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. Which... Oh, I'm thinking um, Kate McKinnon's doing um, Magic School Bus. Yeah. So, 2006, I believe, they announced that the Transformers are going to go into a movie universe. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? I was... <laughs> Excited. Because mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. A uh, stuff I watched when I was a kid coming back, and with the technology, I was like, oh, you know, it could be, it could have went two ways. Yeah. It could have been the, they looked great. Or they looked really bad. Or they had horrible CGI. But I was like, all right, you know, and then um, when I heard that, uh, like, Steven Spielberg was. He was a um, executive producer. Yeah, I mean he's got pretty good taste. Yeah. Um and he's he's not like yeah, he's not like you and I back in the Transformers franchise and saying, Oh, we got this. Like he's he's got he's money. He's Hollywood money. Yeah. Um 
We are Bollywood money. Not even Bollywood money. We are Monopoly money, you and I, Chuck. Um, so when I was the same way. I was excited that I was coming out because, one, it, it, it went back to my youth, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get a Transformers movie. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, this could be the best movie ever, or it could be terrible. Mm-hmm. And then 2007 comes, and it comes, and the movie comes out. So I was like, all right, let's, let's see what it was. And they cast Shia LaBeouf. Who you know? I pretty much only knew him from Even Stevens. That's the only thing. I um, and I think this was like his maybe was Holes before this or after this. It was, Holes was before. Okay, so I knew him from Holes but as I never well. Watched Holes. I didn't watch Holes either, but I saw the previews for it. Um, so it comes out, and he gets three movies. They and they do successfully well. You know, Transformers, the first one, two thousand seven, had a hundred and fifty million dollar budget. Now, that's what the the Mummy made. One of the mummies made about that, right? It made three hundred eighteen million dollars. No, it did. It that you're thinking U.S. Yeah, I am thinking. Worldwide made seven hundred eight. I'm only going U.S. because we're a U.S. based podcast. I go world because I'm a world traveler. You are not a world traveler. The furthest you've been is Virginia. No. Get, get out of here. Uh, <laughs> Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen comes out, I believe, in two thousand nine. Right? $200 million. It doubles that US-based. Probably made like $800 million, right? $836. See? I'll do, I'll do US, you do world. Okay. And then Dark of the Moon comes out. $195 million budget. Makes $352 US. What do you mean? $1,123. Crazy. Crazy numbers. Like, that... With that movie in itself, you would think Shia LaBeouf would be back. It was the highest grossing Transformers movie yep. today. And you know what? The cons- Megan Fox wasn't in that one. No, right? she wasn't. So that's, there you go. That's where she the money. Was, you uh, think she'd make more money because she's attractive? The movies would make more money because she's they attractive? They replaced her with uh, what, Isabella Lucas. I thought it was, oh uh, yeah, the, and then Rosie Whitley. Oh, no, no, no yes. Jason Statham's wife. Right, yeah, she was, she was uh, Isabella Lucas was in the second one yeah. as like a small role. Yeah. Um, they replaced her with... Um, Tracy Satham's yeah, wife. Um, I, I thought the Shia LaBeouf movies were great. Um, I, I was a fan of Shia LaBeouf like, during this time. You know, The Transformers, Disturbia is a very underrated movie. I did like Disturbia. I enjoyed Disturbia. I really liked him in that, um, uh, what the hell was that movie called? Eagle Eye? Yeah. I liked him in that as well. And then he kind of went off the rails. Um, I appreciate the look that he has right now with like the... The long Barry Bond style earring, the mullet into a rat tail that's braided. He's rapping. He's doing great things. He's fighting at Walmart's multiple <laughs> he times. Went, like the Charlie Sheen route. He did like. go to Charlie Sheen route, but this dude is still worth like seventy million dollars. Like he's got Transformers money. Um, I loved him in Lawless. Yeah, Lawless. Was um, and again, he's in good movies. And Eli, I'm pretty sure he was a lead in. Yes. And that movie was good. Disturbia, he was a lead in, yeah. and that was good. Like, he was, he's a young, or he was a young leading man that could carry a movie. He was a leading man in all the franch, uh, Transformers franchise. So, for me, I was a big fan of, of the Shia LaBeouf movies. What were your thoughts on, the, on, on his movies? I really liked those movies a lot. Yeah. Um, to me, it was more for Transformers. I didn't really care for him that much. Okay. I thought he was kind of cheesy. Wit Wiki? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they do pick very attractive leading women. Yeah. So, uh, 
Man, that scene, I remember. Oh going God! The, when she's leaning over the car, or were we about to have that that thought? Where and she, the Lincoln Park song comes on. Uh, all right, keep again. You, that that was a panting release of breath. Orange top with the little short shorts. Okay, Chuck. Uh, anyway, other, yeah. but so like to me, I really enjoyed them, and I I really loved the action. I really love the uh, CGI. I could do without Shia LaBeouf. See, I I liked him. I liked his relationship with um, Bumblebee. Optimus and Bumblebee. Um, the thing with First of all, Optimus, they kind of made him a shitty character because he's always dying. He's, he's dead in every movie. Like, Optimus is nowhere to be found in half these movies, and then he comes back and saves the day. Which, like, your brothers and this little kid, like, Shia LaBeouf is not a commanding, physically no. gifted man. He's like 5'6", 130 pounds in these movies, just running around. This is pre-mullet. Now, mullet... He's probably 157 pounds. Because uh, have you seen his look lately? Yeah. It's amazing. I'm. I mean, I'm growing a mullet, and I want to. You're not growing. I want. I'm get, it's getting there. It's my goal is to grow a mullet and braid it at the, at the bottom. I have a mullet by Ireland. Uh, oh my god! I want a braveheart mullet to go to Scotland, paint half my face. Um, I was a big fan of, of the movies, but then they go. You know, the things that I would changed is the, the perception that they left with Optimus Prime, that this guy was so vulnerable. He's the leader of the Autobots. And I get that sometimes you have to make a movie where the leader is kidnapped and stuff like that, but every movie, my man's floating in space dead, he needs the Allspark, he's getting his body ripped apart. What the hell? They made the sidekick more of the lead than leader than they, they the leader truly was. Are there any things that you would have changed? I'm sure you probably say, I would have gotten Shia LaBeouf out of there and put Tom Cruise in it so he could hang off of, I don't know, Starscream's wing. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I enjoyed him, of course, you know, with the Shia LaBeouf thing. I mean, he wasn't horrible. It just, he wouldn't have been my first choice. Well, see, the thing, he he was supposed to be a kid. Yeah. And that's really the role that he played. He played a cheesy kid that didn't know anything. Um, now, I think if, if he took over the franchise, he would have been more of a Mark Wahlberg role. Um... To kind of piggyback on the Shia LaBeouf, can you see him in any of the superhero movies now? No. If he got his act together, do you think you you could see him in any of the movies? Not really. I mean, who would he play? I could see him playing Red Hood. Like, you've never seen him play a bad person. No, like a dark role. Yeah, and he... Listen, he's an artist. You know, the crazy behavior aside, like, he never got into the full extent of what Charlie Sheen did. Like, Charlie Sheen went out there and was... He put off a persona that he was psychotic. You know, Tiger's blood, winning, all that bullshit. As funny as it was, my man was sick, right? Now he's got AIDS. So, you know, Shia LaBeouf went off and he was drinking. He didn't have a childhood. My man was a childhood star. And you see this happen with a lot of childhood stars. They really don't have a childhood and they lose their footing, right? I guess, like, I, I wouldn't see him as Robin, but I could see him as a Red Hood because I, I would feel like he would give us a Heath Ledger kind of performance where he would really immerse himself in the character. And who knows, maybe he's drunk under that hood the entire time. But, you know, the last thing I think Shia LaBeouf was in was that, like, Nymphomaniac movie yeah. um, that I didn't see. I, I've heard it was straight-up porn. Um, so, I don't know, but 
I would have changed, if anything, the perception of Optimus Prime. Right? And I think I agree with their decision to take uh, Megan Fox out of the third one. Because I feel like she would have just wreaked havoc and, like, we wouldn't have got the same movie because her and Michael Bay weren't really seeing eye to eye. And then he brings her back for the Ninja Turtle movies. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know if they were sleeping together or, like, and, and it, something happened. But, like, I've heard he's really hard to work with, uh, Michael Bay. I can see that. But I also hear that he's also, like, after you work with him, you appreciate everything that he's taught you. Like, I listened to T.J. Miller. You know T.J. Miller? Yeah. I listened to him on the Nerdist podcast. And he was saying that if it weren't for Michael Bay, he wouldn't be where he's at now. Because he took Transformers 4, and they were fighting. But afterwards, he said, you know what, I need to take risks. Like, I, like Michael Bay made me better because he would say, your first take is always your best take. So go with that. Because T.J. Miller's an improver. He's not like a... Yeah. He, he, he's not somebody you give a script to. Like, you let him improv most yeah, of the stuff. Yeah, here, here you go, just do your thing. This is what we what we we want. Can you make it better? Like I feel like that's and look, my man T.J. Miller's been in a lot of stuff lately. He's going to be in Ready Player One, yeah. and that's a Steven Spielberg movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure he's the lead in that movie. No, he's not. He's like one of the main characters. Uh, Ty Sheridan's the lead. Ty Sheridan. Is that Cyclops? Yes. But T.J. Miller's the biggest draw on it, the name wise. Yeah, probably. All right, so. We're going to move into Transformers 4, as I mentioned with T.J. Miller. Shia LaBeouf out, Marky Mark in, Age of Extinction, right? Mm-hmm. Now, this is the movie that barely made the U.S. budget. It made $210 million. As far or it was the budget, it was $210 million. And it was made $245 million U.S. What did it make worldwide? $1 billion, $91 million. So is that the highest? No. Dark side of the moon dark or side. dark of the moon. Okay, what are your thoughts on the Marky Mark franchise? I mean, I guess I can't say franchise because it's one movie so far. Yeah, um, I liked it. I mean, the only thing that I was like, I like Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, but it's not really believable that he was like a robot engineer. Yeah, um, but he, he strikes me as a washed up white rapper. You know they, uh, Michael Bay offered it to The Rock first? Uh, again, another one who I can't see as being a robotic engineer. Because I guess, you know, Michael Bay did uh, The Pain and Gain, and he was like, oh, these two guys would be great. That movie was great. Yeah. Pain and Gain was so good. Nancy Mackey was, uh, yeah. they were, they were, they weren't even rocks, they were mountains in that movie. Yeah, they were huge. Yeah. Um, That's what steroids will do to you. So, um... Yeah, he they, he offered it to Rock, and Rock was like, "Nah, I'm not interested." And then he, his second choice was Mark Wahlberg. Okay. Um, even though I love The Rock, I can see him less as a robot engineer than Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, you can't give The Rock like spectacles and make him think that he's a, a scientist. Mark Wahlberg, you can give him a little long, like almost mullet, and have give him a name like Cade Yeager. That's a <laughs> it's a great name. <laughs> Sounds like an MMA fighter. Kate, the robotic engineer Jaeger. But I I enjoyed it, and then you know we got to see Dinobots, mm-hmm. which to me they didn't fit in the story at all. Not at all. But, Not at all. But it made the movie. I'll tell well, you yeah, that. Yeah, it did. And you know what? Like these movies aren't great. Now this is another movie where Optimus Prime is nowhere to be found. 
like he's he's hurting somewhere, like floating in the space. There's an elephant in the room that we need to discuss before we even move for, forward with the Transformers movie. They are long as shit. Yeah. Transformers 1 was 2 hours and 24 minutes. Transformers 2 was 2 hours and 30 minutes. Transformers 3, 2 hours and 34 minutes. And Transformers 4, Age of Extinction, was 2 hours and 45 minutes. That's I'm sitting in these movies, and that's the only thing I would change. And that's why the Dinobots were in it. To give you another forty-five minutes, like did, these are longer than Marvel seen movies. All these in theaters. Yeah, I've seen every single one. Oh, of I've theaters. seen the last one with you. Yeah, um, I saw the last one twice in theaters because I went with Tom and saw it as well. That's almost six hours of Transformers. Six hours of Transformers movies in of the same movie. So you know what I mean? I'm glutton for punishment. We talked about it with uh, in the Mummy episode, but that's like. They're long movies. Yeah. Now, Marky Mark comes in, and he's got big shoes to fill. Because these are franchises that were successful. They warranted four movies, whether you wanted them or not. And to steal a, a line from you, they were great popcorn flick movies. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked that that didn't come up. Like, that's your go-to. I was, Whenever we talk about Transformers, you say, you had every chance to say it. <laughs> but no, they are. They're very good popcorn. Like, oh, now you're gonna now you're gonna use no, it. Go on. But no, what I'm saying is like you're not. When I and a lot of people give these movies shit, and I'm not going in there expecting to see a um, an Oscar worthy. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to see you know Lord of the Rings, The Dark Tower, or anything like that. Like, this is this is what this is what I'm thinking. When you go into a Transformers movie, one, you're going to see awesome cars, you're going to see robots, you're going to see hot chicks, and you're going to see explosions. That's it. That's a Michael Bay movie in anything. You could have awesome... Ninja Turtles had awesome cars, hot chicks, explosions. Transformers, it's the same thing, just with robots. You substitute the turtles with the robots. It's the same thing. When you see a Michael Bay movie, you know what you're getting. Even that movie, um, 13 Hours... With John Krasinski. That was a Michael Bay production. Tons of explosions. Not a lot of hot chicks. But, you know, it was... I like that movie, and I don't like war movies. Yeah, you don't. Um, I don't like real movies. I like fake movies about cars transforming into robots. But you know what you're getting into once these movies come out. So I get get what the critics are saying because it's just the same shit over and over again for three hours. But if you're not a fan fan of it, then don't see it. You know what I mean? I like Transformers. The movies are all right. They're you know they're not awesome, like you said Oscar caliber movies, but they're good nostalgic action movies. Yeah, I mean, like you said, if you want to go see stuff blown up, go see. It. And, and like, they do. And I go, and every time I've seen one, I expect it, and I got what I expected. Like, where else are you going to see? Ferraris and Lamborghinis and, you know, Bentleys and all these high-end cars that, like, I see douchebags driving Lamborghinis in New Jersey all the time. And with the potholes on our streets, they're stupid for even picking up one of those cars. But where am I going to see these cars transforming? Never. When am I going to see a police car turn into barricade or uh, a cement mixer combined with a crane and a backhoe and, you know, all this stuff and a Moffat and, like, turn into this... Big ass combiner robot. I'm not gonna see it in anything in the Don't real world. Get an ice cream truck. Yeah, or a cassette tape, or an iPad, or a microwave, or a blender. Like, 
they they used they utilized everything. They captured what Transformers truly was, and like it or not, these movies are successful and they're getting more. Um, so, I I think the Mark Wahlberg ones, the one. To me, it's it doesn't hold up to the other three. Yeah. It's not bad, but I prefer Shia LaBeouf's Transformers over Mark Wahlberg's. And it's kind of unfair to even make the, the comparison because it's three to one. But if if we singly based off the first one, because Mark Wahlberg's now getting a franchise, he's getting the second one. If I go Transformers 07 versus Age of Extinction 2014, I'm picking Transformers 07. Yeah. Ten I out of ten times. I agree. So you're more shy than Mark. I like the movies better. Yeah. I prefer, if I had to pick a lead man, I would pick Mark Wahlberg over. Oh, if you had to pick a leading man. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go Shia LaBeouf across the board. So let's talk about the sequel. Transformers, The Last Night. Now, we have alluded to this movie in several episodes, even since the announcement. We did a geek gallery on the trailers and the announcement of it. It's directed by Michael Bay. It comes out, I thought, initially, I thought it was going to be a good release. You know, if it came out earlier, it would have been rough because it would have to face Wonder Woman. The problem is it comes out against another vehicle-based movie with Cars 3. I think that's why they gave it a two-day early opening, because it's going to open early on a Wednesday. Yeah, it's not a holiday weekend. I mean, no. it's Father's Day weekend. But. It's opening on a Wednesday. You take your, de- your kids to see tra- Transformers on Wednesday and Thursday, because schools are probably going to be out that week. You get them to see that, and then you take them to see Cars on the weekend. It's not going to win the box office. No. I do you think it could? I don't know. Disney Pixar? Cars 3? You hate Cars. I don't like Cars. I know it's a popular franchise. It is very, very popular. I'm curious to see who wins. Do you think Wonder Woman can still win? No. I mean... Take your dad to go see Wonder Woman, see this hot Israeli running across the screen? I would. I'd take all my dads. I'd take other people's dads to go see this. I got, got more oh, time. your dad's like... Like, I'm like, sugar daddies, dude. Gotta make money. Gotta podcast, earn a podcast living. Um, so, and it's directed by Michael Bay. And if you don't know Michael Bay, then what have you been listening to for, for this past uh, hour? My thoughts on the last night has the highest budget, $260 million. And I get why it's got the highest budget. Because it's a time-traveling movie, dude. This movie... I'll just give you the basis. Humans and Transformers are at war. I feel like that's the the basis for every Transformer movie. Um, Optimus Prime is gone. Same thing for every movie. The key to saving our future lies buried in the secrets of the past, in the hidden histories of the Transformers on Earth. So you are seeing the Knights of the Round Table with Merlin and Lancelot and King Arthur. You are seeing World War II Nazis. And uh, Decepticons in, with Nazi propaganda. Yeah, and then you're seeing current day with dinosaurs and planets aligning. And, uh, this movie is all over the place. What are your thoughts on the movie? Um, yeah, I have to agree. Like, <laughs> when, you, I, when you started off with, ha, ah, yeah, <laughs> that, that's not a good start. I mean, it, it does seem all over the board, which kind of gets me worried. Mm-hmm. Um, because it could be just a lot of jumble. Yeah. Very jumbled. But, um, you know, they're, they're not, you don't really see many in a preview with the Nazis for probably obvious reasons. I, I have. 
I didn't see. I mean, they're really their, their latest trailer is World War Two heavy. I didn't see the. Last oh, you have to see the last one. World War Two heavy. Their posters are pretty World War Two heavy. They've been getting a lot of shit for having Nazi propaganda in their posters, really? which is a bad look anyway. Yeah, we like it's not Inglorious Bastards. It's Transformers. God damn it! Like I don't need to see swastikas in my Transformers. <laughs> like. Oh my god, so I don't want to see these German Freightliners turn into Transformers. Right. Even though it looks like You're going to go see it. And so Michael Bay, there's been a rumor that this movie is over three hours long. Which doesn't surprise me because the movie's, the budget increases. The length hasn't and, come out yet? Because it's no. a week away. Uh, it, I, if it's on IMDb, it might be, people are saying it's wrong. I'm seeing a three hour movie. I, I'm pretty sure it's a three hour movie. And I'm going to see it once. I'm not seeing it. Yeah, right. So if you're listening to this, and any of my friends who want to see this, if you want to see it with me, we all have to get together and see it together because I'm watching the last night once. So you're basically telling Tom. No, Dan might want to see it. James might want to see it. I have other friends, Chuck. Well, you see Tom in the last one. I did, but I'm telling everybody. The Dinobots are back. Yes. And they show a new Dinobot called Dragonstorm. Yeah. He's the one that flies a tr- uh, three-headed dragon. Well, they're doing the whole... King Caboodle. King Arthur. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I get that. But he's a combiner robot. It takes three robots, three Transformers, and they combine. What else have we got? Unicron has been rumored. And I can see it. I mean, Unicron not only is a Transformer, but he can turn into a planet, a uh, mechanical planet. And in one of the scenes where it's like that really ominous, like there's like a scream in the background, yeah. um, like a techno scream, I guess. You see, like, a planet merging into Earth. So, my Transformer knowledge isn't vast, but it's good enough to say that that's probably Unicron, right? I mean, I mean, it could be Unicron or it could be Quintessence, which is another planet. Um, and, you know, Quintessence, I mean, Quintessa's already in the movie. So, it, I mean, that could be it. But I, I feel like if if you're going to go for the, the big bucks and you're going to have the you know, you want everybody in this movie, Unicron's got to be in it. Yeah. He's a very popular villain, and, and he's got the best name, Bringer of Chaos. That's, if I was a UFC fighter, that would be my name. Why do you be like Chuck Miller, the Bringer of Podcast Chaos? No, you would be Chuck Miller, the Bringer of Farts. Or Chuck, the Bringer of Farts Miller. Um, but then they also, they also revealed a new villain called... Infernicus. Now, Infernicus, Chuck, for those along playing along at home, is the five-bot combiner, which consists of the Infernicondemmers named Skulk, Rupture, Thrash, Gorge, and Golg, who are described as protectors of the mysterious sorcerer named Quintessa. My thought on this is it's probably an earlier-time villain. Yeah. It's probably that World War II villain or maybe the villain of the Round Table. Sounds like a Greek villain. Infernicus. Oh, I wonder who they're going to get. Uh, Gerard Butler would be a good Infernicus voice, I feel like. But they also, that's what they've included. What are your thoughts on what we've kind of seen as far as Optimus Prime may be a villain in this movie? When he comes back and he's not dying because he looks like he's dead in space again, he comes back, he's a villain. What do you think about that? He's not a villain. So, I, I mean, I'm not like thrilled about it. Yeah. But it really depends how they incorporate the story. Mm-hmm. Um, if the story is good and it fits, then I'm fine with it. 
But if it's just, you know, irrelevant and, you know, they're just trying to make it different just to be, you know, cool and hip, then no, I, I think it's going to suck. But I I don't like when they do stuff like that, mm-hmm. only if it's relevant. Well, the way that they, like I, I've said earlier, the way they've utilized Optimus Prime has been poor. Um, they make him the hero. They make him the savior at the end. But he's always missing. He's always like it's always like, where's Optimus? We have to go get him. He's hidden. He's in this. He's that. He's not this car. He's that car. Like they they've kind of mismanaged the handling of Optimus. With this one, they've are they've already alluded to that there's a sorcerer. With sorcery comes witchcraft, right? And spells and all that fun stuff. So my thought is that, and you see it kind of evolving in one of the TV spots where Optimus looks like he's chained up on Quintesson. Which is a, another planet, right? Of, of savages. Like these, these guys are badass villains. So, and then you see this like little like snake octopus transformer robot with long hair, right? You, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And she's like talking to him, whispering into him. I think that's Quintessa. I think that's the sorcerer. I think she's tricking or brainwashing or hypnotizing Optimus Prime. Hacking. Yeah, hacking. Good idea. Maybe. I don't know what his computer's like. I mean, he's burning on all spark and stuff, yeah. but she's she's weaving her way into Optimus's brain, uh, like hard drive, because um, I got to remember these are robots and not people, so they're in his, in his hard drive and saying the Decepticons are the knights of the earth and they are here to save it, and you are the last knight. You need to take out the Autobots. You need to be the last knight of Quintessence to go out there and rid us from the humans. And if anything gets in your way, whether it's Autobots or whatever, you have to kill them. And I feel like that's where we're seeing with um, Optimus stat, almost stabbing Bumblebee. Rumblebee, if you will. Um, with, with our boy Cade yelling, Optimus, you can't do this! Like, you know, like, it's... They're not... They, none of this movie takes place in Boston. Like, Cade Yeager is, like, some displaced Boston robotic engineer in the heartland of Nebraska. Like... <laughs> It, it it's it's very unbelievable, <laughs> you know what I mean. But I, I'm with you. If if it's a cheesy progression on Optimus being a villain, I'm not for it. If Optimus is a villain via my theory, then okay, I can I yeah, understand I, it. That would that would be relevant and fit the story. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, if they're just like, oh, well, Optimus is bad. Yeah, that would deal with it. And Megatron is now the good guy. Like I think that's kind of stupid. They have affiliations. They have allegiances. And those lines don't bleed. And that's my thought. We'll go into the cast. Marky Mark's back. He's playing, as we said, his name's Cade Yeager. I feel like Cade Yeager's just a strictly a bro. Like, he was in a yeah. frat. He just wears wife beaters. Yeah, give me a beer, Cade. Hit, hit me with a keystone, Cade, bro. All right, Bryce, I got you. And they're tossing keys. They're, like, smashing them on their heads. Yeager bomb, Cade. Yeah, I already don't like Cade. Um, we got Laura Haddock, who is Peter Quill's mom from Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. The Galaxy, she's playing Vivian Wembley. You also have Gemma Chan. She's in Humans on AMC. Yeah. Um, previews that I've seen looks awesome for Humans. I've never gotten into it. Yeah. I didn't even know it was a series, and it kept saying it's coming back. So that's where I'm at. She plays Quintessa, the sorcerer. Uh, you got Sir Anthony Hopkins. Is he a knight? Yes. Okay, good. God, because I wrote Sir. I, I, was... I, I have Sir Anthony okay. Hopkins right here. And he's playing Sir Edmund. And I, I love, like... When he was announced, I was like, what? Anthony Hopkins in Transformers. 
But I'm I'm on board with it. Yeah, so am I. I love Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. He's, he's Odin for me. Um, you got Johnny Goodman playing the Hound as always. You got Stanley Tucci coming back as Joshua Joyce. Josh Jamel. No. no. What's his name? Joshua, you mean, oh, Joshua Joyce. Stanley Tucci. Yeah, I've, I'm thinking someone else, I'm sorry. Josh Jamel's back as Lennox. Mm-hmm. Sophia Miles, she's from Underworld, Age of Extinction, um, and she's playing Darcy. And you got Ken Wantabi, obviously coming back as Drift. Jess Harnell, a guest from BurrowCon, is also in this movie. And our boy, possible John Stewart of the Green Lantern universe, Tyrese Gibson, is back. I know he's not on IMDb, but he is back. Tyrese, smooth, sweet lady. You, you forgot a couple people. I did forget. I'm not, I didn't go over the whole fucking IMDb. John page. Shoro. I didn't go over to Gerard Carmichael. I, we can talk about who but, else is in it. Cade Yeager. Yeager bombs But all the around. little girl who's like, is a star. You didn't even talk about her. Her name was Isabel Moon. She's from middle school. The worst years of my life. She, the only thing I've ever seen her in was this horrible Nickelodeon movie called Splitting Adam. You never saw middle school? I would assume that you would have saw middle nope. school. It's like a kid's movie. Nope. Do you love how creative they got? They gave the, they gave Mark Wahlberg Cade Yeager. They give Isabella Isabella yeah. with a Z. Yeah. That's like, what the choose. fuck? Oh, she was at Wizard World Philly. Was she? Yeah, this last week. I'm pretty sure it was her. Somebody from Transformers was there, and I'm, I'm sure it was a small child with black hair. And then, like, Nicole Peltz, who did... Uh, the age extinction. Yeah, they just wrote her out of that. Shit. Yeah, they said it's it's time to go. <laughs> but you know, I. What do you think of the cast? I mean, it's okay. Like, you know, I like that they're bringing back, like, because age extinction kind of, you know, it it was like a soft reboot, and they kind of like act, they didn't really talk about any of the characters from yeah. the originals. But this, but you, you know, you have. John Zatorio, you have... Uh, Josh, Josh Jamel, Tyrese. Yeah, so they're bringing back... Weren't they in Age of Extinction? I don't think so. There was like a fighting scene. I'm pretty sure they were. They were like called in late. Uh, I wish John Zatorio was. I wish T.J. Miller was still in it. Well, he died. I was so sad when he died. And I kind of feel how uh, Jared Carmichael... Gerard Carmichael. Gerard. I, I kind of feel that he is T.J. Miller in this one. He's, he's, not as, be, yeah, he's, he's not as funny as T.J. Miller. He's not. But I feel he's going to be like the comedy relief. Yeah, they have to. Well, you would think that Mark Wahlberg would be the comedy relief because he seems like he wants to go in the comedy movies with like Daddy's Home and stuff like that. Ted. I don't know. So you're on board with the cast. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, I really like Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, the the cast really doesn't do anything for me because it's it's not about the actors. It's about the Transformers. I go in. I don't go in like, ooh. Yeah, Laura Haddock's in this movie. No. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Gridlock. No. I'm more excited about robots. Well, you just said, oh, Gridlock. Like, who? <laughs> you just said, oh, I'm more excited about the Transformers. But, ooh, Gridlock. I don't go in there for him. Who the no, fuck I, are you going in for? I don't go in for humans, I said. Well, you said Gridlock in the same sentence. No, I like Gridlock. You better like Gridlock and the Hound. It's like, like I said, you don't go in there for the people, you go in there for, it's all about the Transformers. They're just the back fodder. They're the, they just can't do a whole Megatron, or Autobots versus Decepticons type movie, because you have to include humans. Um, so the cast, I mean, as long as Jennifer Conley's not in it, um, I'm okay with it. And she, and she already ruined it for uh, Snowpiercer for me, so we'll go from there. The, the one thing that I wish would happen, since they're bringing back other characters, 
I want Shia LaBeouf to cameo in it. Like, it doesn't have to be a big, important thing. Maybe it's, like, the ending. Like, the end of the movie, Bumblebee's driving off in the distance, and it passes a car, and Shia LaBeouf's in it. That's it. You know, the dude, if it weren't for Shia LaBeouf, the movies wouldn't be successful. I agree. So, and there, there's rumors that he's, he's, he, he already said he wasn't going to be in it. And I'm sure he's not in it. Um, but for someone who's enjoyed these movies, I, I personally would like to see Shia LaBeouf in it. I don't think he's going to be in it. What do you think? Would you like to see him in the movie? I'm good. Okay. I'm good because, you know, they move past him. But, you know, let the new... Let the, the new, new wave of... Let the new older wave of transforming actors. <laughs> no, I didn't mean by like that, but like... They seem to move on with the stories and, you know, let it be. Uh, well, they haven't, they haven't fully moved on. Because, because they are bringing back. The, yeah, it kind of, it's contradictory of what they're doing. If they're, if they want to, if it's a soft reboot, like you said, it was kind of a soft reboot. If they want to be a soft reboot, then you don't bring back Tyrese Gibson. You don't bring back um, Josh Jumel. You don't bring back, you know, your John Turturro's. You leave them back. Like, they're dead in the past. Like, that's like bringing back Megan Fox. If you bring Megan Fox back and that, oh my god, it wasn't like um, the dude from full, uh, Home Improvement in the first one or somebody that looked like him, looked like Brad. You know what I'm talking about. Maybe I'm thinking of Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. Um, <laughs> they're all car movies. Um, it, it's like bringing back the characters from the very first movie and not bringing like, Shia LaBeouf back. Like, nobody's going to notice it. No one's going to be like, oh, I wish Shia LaBeouf was in it. It's just... You know me. Yeah. I like hypotheticals, and I like to predict things. I would prefer Shia LaBeouf to make a cameo in it. Maybe if it's like, if he's a robotic engineer, maybe Bumblebee has a picture of Shia LaBeouf in the glove compartment, and or in the owner's manual, it's like a picture of Shia LaBeouf and Bumblebee where he got when he first got it. That's fine. And, and, he, and Kate goes, oh, who's this guy? And says, John, or Wiki. What was his first name, John? Sam. Sam Wiki, thank you. Um, see, I don't even know his name. Um, he put the guy in, but I was gonna, I was gonna call him Spike. Um, <laughs> you did say Spike Wiki. Yeah, they have Sam, Sam with Wiki in it, and he's like, "Oh, I gotta go find this guy," and maybe this is how we get Optimus back. Yeah. And that's it. You just consult him or you call him, but just I would think to pay homage because in my mind, if you're calling it the last night, this should be the last movie. Oh, it's not. And it's not. It's not. It's not at all. This is this is setting up a universe, a shared universe, if you will, but. What are your thoughts on the spinoff that has already been announced, Bumblebee 2018? What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I'm okay with it. I mean, it's actually the first uh, time Michael Bay is now directing. Yeah. Uh, you knew he was directing? No. Travis Knight. Okay. He is the CEO of Lakai Studios. Yep. Um, and if you don't know who Lakai Studios is, we've talked about this in our animation. And they'll just go back and listen to it. Go back and listen to it. Um, We're not going to get freebies on this podcast, Chuck. But the only time, the only movie he's actually ever directed was Kubo. Yep, and I love Kubo, and I know you do. So, um, and I'm okay with it because you know, I like giving animated directors a shot. Um, prequel. It's a prequel. That's what I'm hearing. Um, hmm. I'm hearing that it takes place on Cybertron, like Bumblebee's evolution on Cybertron. So maybe we see him as a VW Beetle. Well, I mean, it's got a human cast. Well, yeah, I know. He's going to come to Earth. Because and they, you need voice actors. They casted uh, Haley Steinfeld. But she could be a voice actor. 
They're not. They're not using her as a voice. They could. Yeah, you never know. No, she. She's the human lead. Okay, but I've heard it's a prequel, so maybe it's Herbie fully loaded on Earth transforming. God, could you imagine a Herbie transforming? Well, that's why Michael Bay changed it from the Beetle because he said he didn't want it people confused with, with Herbie. Herbie. Well, first of all, Beetles aren't popular cars. Beetles are girl cars. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry if there's a man out there driving a Beetle and I offended you. Um, but I, I don't care. A Beetle is a girl's car. It's you like wanted a, a Beetle. I did want And I'm a grown man now and I have a truck. Um, so I've, I've moved on from that phase in my life. Beetles were things that you would punch people with. So, of course, if I have a car that I can make people punch each other, I'd want that. So, are you you're on board with it? Yeah, I mean, I didn't know the whole prequel thing. Yeah. I'm not really on but board But that with could it. just be speculation. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the rumor mill runs wild. I... I had to see the previews before I can even say I'm on board or I'm off board. Because it could be great um, or it could be absolutely horrible. Um, because, I don't know, if are we seeing Bumblebee as a beetle? Or are we seeing the Bumblebee that we have? Because if it's a prequel, then I understand it. If it's a sequel, I'm assuming that they've already given up, or not a sequel, but if it's a spinoff in current times, I'm already assuming that they've um, already messed up their marketing for... Transformers of last night saying Bumblebee's dying and he's going to make it out. Um, I personally would like him to die in this movie and then get the prequel. He's he's the most popular character in the I think so. I think. Well, I mean, look at Game of Thrones. They kill the most popular characters all the time. I, I see where you're at, but I I would prefer prefer him to die and get a sequel or a prequel as opposed to a spinoff set in the same time. Just my thoughts. Um, besides the spinoffs. You said that you know that it's not going to be the last movie, but should this be the last movie? Should. Should. It won't be. No, but it, because it's going to cross over with G.I. Joe. This is so awful. Micro Oh, dear God. It, who the fuck's going to make that relevant? Micronauts. We saw, remember we watched the Robot Chicken episode with the Micronauts? Yeah. That was awful. Like, Micronauts is not going to be good. But I, I don't know. I, I, do, I want this to be the last installment of the uh, Transformers franchise. I think it should, it should be. It's kind of played its course over a solid 10 years. I think 10 years is enough for a film franchise. Um, Star Wars did it in, what, 10 years and then left for a while and then came back. Maybe in another 20 years you can do more Transformers. But, Chuck, if they're going to do a spinoff or a sequel, I've got the sequel. We're I'm sure gonna, you do. We're gonna open it up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna draw you the sequel. All right, so Bumblebee, they all survive, right? Mark Wahlberg, Cade Yeager, is driving Bumblebee. Now think about it. Windows down. He's gripping it. He's not tending to in it. He's all twelve, one hand, laid back, G riding. So he's driving, and he's he left Nebraska. He said, "Fuck Nebraska. I'm done being a robotic he's engineer involved. out there." No. He's in California because it's got that real nice Pacific Coast Highway. And he's driving down the sunset. And the camera's focusing on him. You're like, oh, this is great driving off the sunset. And his hair's flowing. Oh, yeah. That mullet that he's got is just wicked. Good vibrations on the radio. He's loving life. He's pulling <laughs> yeah. up. The camera's focusing on the sunset because it's, you know, it's a beautiful sunset. And then he stops. Camera pans ahead of him about 100 yards away. Black Dodge Charger. Vin Diesel gets out of the car. Transforming the Furious. Boom. <laughs> you want to talk crossovers? Transformers and Fast and the Furious. Yep. Tyrese is already in the universe. So he's the, he brought him in. 
He brings them well, all in. Two totally different studios. It's a joke. But wouldn't that be awesome? I really thought you were serious about... <laughs> but think... I, think about that. I can see that. Think that setup at the end of this movie. Dun-dun-dun. Some Cuban music goes on. Vin Diesel takes... Yeah. He steps out with his fedora on. Letty's in the side. He's like, We a family. And Mark Wahlberg's like, Come on, bro. We a family, too. Look at my car. Yeah, it transforms. The Dodge Charger transforms. The Dodge Charger has a fedora on and a cross necklace. Oh my god, dude, you wouldn't want to watch that? Ridiculous thing you've ever seen. You wouldn't want to watch that? Tell me you wouldn't want You'd go and see that. That's a billion dollar movie. Transforming the Furious. It's amazing. We're going to get Fast and Furious until we die. We're going to get Transformers until we die. We might as well cross them over. Universal, Hasbro, make it work. What the, is it really different studios? Yeah, it's Paramount. But Transformers is part of Universal Studios in yeah, Florida. Yeah, the ride. So maybe they could cross it over. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, let's open the Geek Gallery. Um, I'm, I'm petitioning that, by the way. Trans- hashtag Transforming the Furious. Get it trending. I'm going to put it on everything. Bar Mitzvah cards, I'm putting hashtag. Bar Mitzvah cards. <laughs> um, last night... Yes. The Black Panther teaser trailer comes out. Oh, and my, my thoughts, one minute and 53 seconds of pure, uh, unadulterated epicness. Yeah. It's everything I wanted. I have no complaints. I know your only complaint was Michael B. Jordan's haircut. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it looks amazing. It does. They it really, really captured amazing. Wakanda in what it is. Um, it kind of gave me the Thor the Dark World vibes. Or not Dark World, um, Thor Ragnarok vibes. Like where he goes on um, Valerie's planet, and they have all like the different paints and stuff on their face, um, but it's very cultural, and I think that's what they're doing. They're paying homage to the culture of Wakanda. Homage. Um, and they, you know, I saw uh, Denai Guerrera, uh, Michonne. Okay. Um, you see Killmonger, Eric Killmonger, who is uh, Michael B. Jordan. You see uh, Man Ape. Um, you see Chadwick Boseman, you see Shuri, you see you see everybody. You see Ulysses Claw and Martin Freeman's character, um, the U.S. ambassador. Like you see everybody. Um, the action looks great. Yeah, it does. Oh my god, this is this is my most anticipated movie going into 2018 right now. Really? At the moment, yeah. Until um, Infinity War drops a trailer and then Black Panther is gone because it, you know it comes right after Infinity War is is the pinnacle of what I want to see. That's my movie going pinnacle right there. But Black Panther looks amazing. So, Infinity War aside, I'm going Black Panther over Han Solo movie, over uh, Ant-Man and Wasp, I'm going Black Panther. And then, well, Aquaman comes out next year, too. Now, now we're stuck. Mm, I don't You're know. stuck. I'm stuck, because Aquaman's going to be another installment in the DC Entertainment Franchise Universe that is up there with Wonder Woman. You think so? Yeah, man. Unite the Sevens. Oh, it's going to be great. Black Panther's going to be... Black Panther is going to be, be a, a good year. Yeah, Black Man. Well, we're going to have a good few years because we're, we're set. Do you have any thoughts on the, the trailer or did I cover everything? Yeah, I love... You texted me right away. I, I sent you a screenshot of the poster this morning mm-hmm. and I was like, can't wait. Yep. You watched it instantly and texted me. Yeah, as soon as, as soon as it was dropped. And you know who I... Uh, whose Facebook I saw it on? Burrow Cons. So thank you, Burrow Con, for that, passing it along. Uh, you texted me right away. I was ready about to leave for work. Yep, and I said, Black Panther is going to be dope. 
And I got home, and the minute I got home, I, I watched it. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I, you're ready. I, I thought it was really cool. I can't wait to take that field trip to Wakanda in February, man. Our, our episode is going to be dope. That's all I'm going to say. The next thing I want to talk about is that this room, the rumors of the next two DC franchises to be in production are Justice League Dark and Batgirl. Yeah. Um, and I'm very excited to finally see these two getting off the ground. Uh, Josh Whedon is now in-house at DC, reshooting Justice League, so he's probably got ideas for Batgirl. Justice League Dark needs to find a director. Yeah. If they go with the guy from It, good. Maybe they're waiting to see how it does in the the fall, and they go from there, but I, I, I think you need to get in there right now. That's, that's all in the Geek Gallery. I know that usually we hang out after the podcast, but today I'm going to a dance recital, Chuck. I'm going to a birthday party. My lovely little cousin, Arise, has her first dance recital. She was a flower girl at my wedding. You saw her there. Just dropping bombs of flowers everywhere and then picking them back up. Very courteous as a flower girl. And she was on the dance floor all night long. Mm-hmm. I'm going to that. You're going to your nephew's birthday party? Niece and nephews. Whew. That's going to be fun. Are you going swimming? I don't know. I do got my suit. Um, it's a... Because they are um, Irish twins. Oh. And uh, you know what that is, right? No, I'm not Irish. Oh. Well, no, you don't, you don't need to be Irish. I know what Irish potatoes are. You don't need to be Irish trends. It's, it's, it's a phrase. They were born in the same month, of the, but different year? No, they were born less than a year apart. Okay. Um, I didn't know that, that was even a saying, Chuck, to be honest with you. So, they were born four days shy of a year. Okay. So, my sister throws them a dual party because it's cheaper than You You have that? And then, uh, the last thing I'll say is that I two people that we both know... Um, I might know a little bit better than you, at least one of them, um, are graduating high school um, and, yes. and two active geek supporters. So uh, my cousin William is graduating high school and our good buddy Kyle is yeah. graduating high school and becoming the true meaning of Aquaman and protecting our seas and becoming an, uh, a naval gunner, gunner's mate. So congratulations to them. If they're listening, I'm sure they are. Um, and Chuck, I'd be remiss if I didn't plug us. We are on all the social medias. Uh, we are on Instagram, The Active Geek. We are on Facebook, Active Geek. We are on Twitter, Active Geek underscore, where our numbers are slowly rising, so I'm happy with that. Um, we are on SoundCloud, the Active Geek Podcast, iTunes Store, the Active Geek Podcast, and we are on Spreaker and the iTunes, the iTunes Store um, as the Geek Culture Cast Network, where we mentioned before they're doing great things with their new episodes, and you can find us there. Legends of the Panel podcast, Warp My Tardis, and Microburst. So do us a favor, go to wherever you find podcasts, hit subscribe for us, Warp My Tardis, Legends of the Panel, and Microburst, and support great uh, geek content. And uh, before we go, we just have to say, hashtag transforming the furious. See ya.